life makes sense now. Like I have someone who loves me unconditionally, who's with me every moment, and he's gonna he's gonna get me where I need to go. Like I'm gonna have my heart, you know, in tune with him, and we're going. We all have fearful thoughts that limit our lives, and we make decisions accordingly. How much better would life be if we exchange those fears for perfect love and truth? Just saying this feels freeing. Welcome to the Abundantly Me podcast with Tara Olette. She's a life coach, speaker, teacher, and writer. It has been so cool to witness how aware Tara is to God's love as she flips the script of fear, inspiring us to live abundantly. And this is my dear friend, Laura Fonseca, who is the producer of this life-giving podcast. I'm delighted to share space with her as she joyfully depends on God's voice and the written word to love others well within the mysteries of life. Okay, ready to flip the script? Oh, it's time. Let's go. Hi. All right, we're back. We're back. Hello, listeners. Welcome back. Thanks for being with us today. Yes. And thank you so much for the feedback we got from last week's <laughs> uh, part one of yes. the conversation with Brady Gardner. And our fun that you and I had with your Wheel oh of Fear. <laughs> Yes. Speaking of Wheel of Fear, I don't know if we want to just jump into that. Yeah, let's do it. But I did not, listeners, get a chance to go to a service at LA 37 yet. That was my slice of fear. Um, (laughs) And the whole reason I had it on my fear list is because the church intimidates me a little bit. Hmm. Um, Just the free moving spirit and all of the worship, which I know is totally beautiful. It just stretches me a little outside my comfort zone. So it was really funny, though, that we landed on that after... (laughs) interviewing the co-founder <laughs> of that church. I think but God knows what he's doing. I know. Divine and timing. Divine timing. And actually, I, I'm no longer really nervous about mm-hmm. going. I'm, at, I'm super excited. And we got to also have a conversation this week with Cody Wilson, the yes. other co-founder. Mm-hmm. So after speaking to both the co-founders, I'm very excited to go and check out a service at LA 37. I was out of town this past weekend I'm leaving for spring break next week, so it, it might be a minute before I make it out there, mm. but it's definitely on the top of my list. Well, and even as we're redefining success, you and I are both joking that like we can't escape this series, you know, mm-hmm. even in the everyday of our, our our lives. But even as we're pressing into the Wheel of Fear and listeners, you're giving us feedback that you love the Wheel of Fear component. We hope that means you have your own, but success truly isn't only about what we deem as a successful report out it's we we keep hearing it's part of the journey it's the journey it's the relationship with god and what like for an example you it's your heart posture towards um you know a, a new church that potentially might draw you closer to god that this church la 37 uh, they praise and worship um, very openly and um, un- unencumbered, like unencumbered mm, by word. anything. And that can stretch people. Like some people in your heart posture, just your own personal journey with Jesus, it's like, dude, good. I, I am praising him, but it's inside. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, there's not that outward expression. And so it's, yeah, it's not about like, did you go and how did it go? Yeah. It's what is the Holy Spirit 
like doing and inviting you into right now. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, and then the conversation that we're going to continue on with Brady and that we also got a sneak peek before the listeners, of course, part two for Brady, and then probably the two, you know, two episode, um, conversation that we're going to share in a couple weeks with Cody pulling all that together. It just, oh my goodness, listeners, it's going to be ongoing conversation about being in a true, honest relationship with our creator, with a guy who made us. Mm -hmm. It makes me think for a minute, uh, as a teacher, it's something called zone of proximal development. And that there's the beginning of like a student's potential. And then there's the end of that zone uh, of what that student's potential might be. And we're disciples of Jesus. And I see us like in this zone. So we've got like, hey, this is the beginning. And Jesus sees where we can go in this season. So I just see with you and like these conversations we're having and the listeners are sharing with us, like, could we all be in a season of stretch? And um, yeah, like just Jesus is calling us into something to stretch us into something new. Does that make sense? Yeah. Bringing in some teacher teacher yeah, world here. Yeah, it's, I mean, we grow in that stretching. Yeah. So today I'm so looking forward to part two of our conversation with Brady. Yeah. Uh, we just really get to hear him tell the rest of his story, how he flipped the script. Mm. Yeah, the pattern, that pattern of how he defined success up to this point and how Jesus flipped the script in his pain. That's yeah. how he closed. Yes. And I liked the the words you used last week, the default mode mm. that we all fall into, that default mode of what kind of we believe success is. Yeah, that good life word we're aiming towards. And then we have that personal encounter with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And you guys, regardless where you are on your faith journey, keep your eyes open. He's coming. Mm -hmm. like, And not just a one-time encounter. Over moments, we think they're coincidental or we think that that was just like a little loving moment or that was just isolated pain that makes no sense. No, Jesus in his Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God hovers over our lives and is wanting the best for us, y'all, wanting the best for us and um, inviting us into something in that moment. Mm -hmm. And so part two, uh, listeners, listen in as Brady, his language in part one, and then how after the divine encounter and encounters, because there were more, mm-hmm. so listen in for the di- a couple different encounters, what that did, how that, what the new script was. And, and what I noticed, what Laura and I noticed is how often he said, I heard the Lord say, I heard God say, I heard the Spirit say. So he now had this heart opened, like an open heart and a posture towards listening for more encounters, mm-hmm. listening to his voice in unique ways that's unique to him. Listen, listen, even to when the Lord downloaded, you're going to get fired. Yeah. That was so cool. Yeah. But how many times throughout this um, conversation, God gave him a vision, a word, um, 
<laughs> even to the point like Brady, you're going to get fired. And I think it was that day. It was that morning mm-hmm. and his boss ended up, ended up calling him. Mm-hmm. So I cannot wait to hear what you guys think about part two. It's yeah. good. It's good. It's Enjoy. Real good. Enjoy. I finally got a place to a place where I took my eyes off the world and what the world was feeding me. Honestly, what the world was feeding me about who Jesus was. And what was wild was he said, son, thank you for coming to me. You know, year and a half, fast forward, year and a half later, he said, this is who I've always been to you. And mm. it, it was, that's, that's what messed me up the most was going back and seeing him pursue me when I, when I was rejecting him. Yeah a 12 year period and seeing him pursue me and never give up on me. And it was just like the lowest, the places of deepest shame, the places of like low point in life when you're like, okay, I'm, I'm hopeless. I, you know, in my version of Jesus is like, get clean yourself up and then meet the real Jesus. Who's like, I have been loving you mm. like with f- my full heart your whole life and I will never stop. That was like, that did it for me. I was like, I'm, wow. I'm all in. I am yours forever. And it was just like, it's so wild to think how his love just transforms every part of us. And like, yeah, as we try and correct behavior and the Lord's like, give me your heart. Yeah. Give me your heart. And then things will line up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Love the Lord with all your heart, whole, all of it, even the anger in your heart, not just the clean part of your heart, with all your heart. I can totally relate to like the trying to change your behaviors. But then once you let like the full love of Jesus into your heart, there's no like it pushes out yeah. the other stuff. So there's no room for it. So it's like you don't even have to try so hard because it just gets pushed out. Mm. I don't know. That's just beautiful. It's good. So here you are uh, in this part of your story where you're have a business plan, but you get hurt. Mm -hmm. And so you can't even finish that part of your business plan. And then your aunt passes. Yeah. And then, and then you have the birthday at you're going to bed and have another encounter on your 26th birthday or 27th plus. Uh 26. It was 2013. So I was, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then have this encounter. So again, you're still pursuing. <laughs> There's some roadblocks. There's some pivot moments. Yeah. So, yeah. So then what happens in your, you know, measure and you're, you're trying to still move forward, defining your own levels of success. What happens next? Yeah. It was so freeing. Cause like when, when God met me that night, and it, it really, it wasn't a moment though. It was like, it was an encounter that led to a life with him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, where it's like, we have these high points sometimes in the Lord and I would have them prior, but they weren't like, I would just check it off like up oh, high point of God. But what I realized like through this was the Lord was like, this is an invitation to walk with me the rest of your life. Like I am eternal life. Like, and I came to you, here we go. This is a new life. And so, yeah, in that moment, um, honestly, he spoke to me about who I was and about what the purposes he had created for me. Like Psalm 139, it's like he formed me, you know, he wrote all the days before they were, 
before one of them came to be and he gives us, you know, uh, unlimited love, so to speak. His thoughts are more than the sands on the shore. So I was like, this is the craziest thing because I'm encountering God and his love, but I'm hearing his voice. And I'm like, he's like starting to speak to me about who I am and like what he's called me to do, like the purposes on my life that he's got marked out before me. And so, yeah, he was like, essentially like, this is what you're going to do with your life. You're going to transition from sales into pastoring. And, um, okay. You're acting like that was, how did that feel to you at 26 when it's like, you're going to quit your job? Super amazing. Cause I remember like, I was feeling so free in the Lord. I was like, wow. I'm just going to quit and I'm going to go do YWAM and I'm going to be a missionary. And like, that wasn't the plan the Lord had for me, but that's like, I was just like, life makes sense now. Like I have someone who loves me unconditionally, who's with me every moment. And he's going to like, he's going to get me where I need to go. Like I'm going to have my heart, you know, in tune with him and like, we're going. And so, so there was no like debating, like, but I can take this into my you know, like you said, with your mom, you, you, it was modeled so beautifully yeah. that you could take it into the business, but you, you didn't have any problem with saying, Oh, I can see why you're calling me into pastoring now. No, it was pretty, pretty amazing. I was just like, let's go. Um, okay. Yeah. So it, but what's interesting, like people get called like, pastoring is not the high place of the Lord. It's like where the Lord calls you is where there's going to be grace and where spirit's going to be. Yeah. And amen. I was willing to go wherever, but he, what he spoke was you're going to transition out and you're going to pastor. But I, I didn't actually do that for three years. So I was in prayer and I was like, I want to say like maybe three to five days after this happened, the, the Lord spoke to me. He said, you're going to get fired. I'm in my shower. And he says, you're going to get, you're going to get let go. Sorry. And I'm like, what? Like my territory is doing well. I just earned like a big account that we had lost from the, the previous rep. And like, it didn't make any sense. And it just so happened, um, I, did, I wasn't aware of this, but we lost an uh, insurance provider for our company. So they had to take away, I think it was like, I think it was close to half of the territories. And I did not know this, but I hear the Lord say, you're gonna get let go today. And I'm like, okay. Like, oh, that day. Yeah. And so I jump on a call. My boss and I had a normally scheduled call. I jump on the call and he's like, Hey, you know, I'm so sorry, man. You've done amazing. We're going to have to let the territory go. And I'm like, Oh, that's cool, man. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) did you say that? Laura wants to know, did you say, Jesus already told me that you're going to say that. Yeah. And he, and I'm like, this is amazing. This is totally what the Lord's doing. So I'm good. He ended up calling my brother worked for him too. And he's like, Hey, is everything all right with your brother? Like I just let him go. And it was the strangest response. (laughs) (laughs) He called me back later on that day, my boss. And he said, Hey, you know, you've done a, a really great job. And I know we just dissolved the territory. Would you consider going back to Detroit? And taking that territory. And I was like, I was really in prayer. And he's like, you got a day to let me know kind of thing. And I was really in prayer because I was like, Lord, you told me what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to YWAM and let's do this. And I felt like the Lord was like, don't, don't go to YWAM. And so I stayed in sales for, I took the job in Detroit, moved back to Detroit, stayed in sales for three more years. That's when I met my wife was moving back to 
Detroit. So oh, thank so, you, Lord. Yeah. So it was really, really his his kindness um, to do that. So I go back to Detroit and it was really great for me because I learned to partner with the Lord in work uh, and like things that used to scare me, like weren't scaring me anymore. And so it was cool to like just be in sales and walk out that process with with mm. Jesus, the Holy Spirit now. And so, um, yeah, I do that for three years and it was a, it was a great time. Cause it was a, I had flexibility of my job. So I had a ton of time to just get in the word of God and like kind of start stepping into some of the things he was speaking to me about from like a voluntary standpoint and just kind of steward what he spoke. And so three years uh, go by, I'm like really feeling like it's time for me to step out and I was praying about it and um, I end up like listening to, I pull up my computer, I'm in my living room and the pastor's about to speak. And I just have this impression. I'm like, it's going to be on Matthew 14. It's going to be on getting out of the boat. I just like know it. I don't know how, it wasn't like I heard the Lord speak it to me. I just kind of had this knowing. And so I open up my computer, the pastor starts and he's like, Hey, today we're talking about Matthew 14, getting out of the boat. <laughs> Peter walked on water. Jesus called him out of the boat. Peter walked on water to Jesus. And I am listening to this and I'm like, Oh my goodness, Lord, you're speaking. Like, what do you want to say to me? And I end up taking my computer off of my Bible and I put my head like on my Bible and I was just listening to God and I take my head up and my Bible's open in Matthew 14. <laughs> so I start reading Matthew 14 and I have this time with the Lord where he just starts speaking to me. He says, leave your job. And I said, well, yes, you already told me like what general direction I'm going to go in, but what do you want me to do next? And he said, I'm not going to tell you, just leave your job. Oh man. Yeah, I get it. So I meet up with my boss. I tell him, Hey, I'm, I'm, I thank you so much. This was amazing these years with you, but it's time for me to move on. And he says, well, what are you moving on to? And I said, I have no clue. Yes. Moving on. And he's like, well, what? And I'm like, well, felt like the Lord. And he wasn't like a believer. I was like, felt like the Lord told me to do it. So I'm doing it. And he was like looking at me like, are you out of your mind? And so that was cool for me because that was my Abraham moment of the Lord being like, hey, Abraham, go to a land that I will show you. And he's like, well, what do you? And he's like, just go You hmm. on the way. And so, yeah, I just stepped out. I left my job. And then um, those were a cool, that was a cool period of time. Cause there was a three month period of time where I was just sitting with the Lord in the word, waiting for him to kind of give me what's next or to figure out what, what my next step was. And I remember going to like parties, uh, like, you, you know, Christmas parties with people and there'd be, <laughs> Lots of successful people around and like, they'd be asking me like, so what are you doing right now? And I'm like, actually, I just, I left my job and they're like, awesome, man. What are you stepping into? And I'm like, just hanging with Jesus. And it was so cool. Cause like I had to be, <laughs> I had to be real and I had to be authentic with the Lord of like, I'm not going to make up a story about, <laughs> Hey, I'm going to, but I'm going to step into this. I'm going to do it. And it was a really big, identity journey for me to just actually not hide behind anything and say, you know what? I'm not sure, but the Lord, the Lord has it. And sometimes it would just be that simple. They'd ask me a question. I'd just be like, you know, I left my job. 
because I felt like the Lord wanted me to do that. And so I'm just sitting in that with him right now. And I don't know what's next. How and, were most of those responses supportive? No, they'd look at me like I was <laughs> a lot, a lot of times. And like, they'd look at me like I was very lost, you know? And I'm like, well, I'm, I feel more found than I've ever been in my life. And so. Yeah. So they cut off whenever we talk, it cuts you off sometimes. So you yeah. said they thought you were crazy. You look like you had a problem, like you were lost. Mm -hmm. And yet you're like, man, I am found. Yes. And it was the, it was the place to be is where he spoke. And look at the, look at how let's lean into the fact that what you felt in your false identity was lost. Yes. And then fast forward 12, 13, 14 years later, you're found. Yes. No job. Now, were you married to live yet? Not yet. So you weren't married. You didn't have the title. You had a beautiful girlfriend, so you could hang your hat on that. And we, yeah, we had met, but we were not dating oh, yet. Oh, you weren't even dating yet. So you couldn't even have a boyfriend title. No, it was not boyfriend, girlfriend yet. Wow. No. So really it feels like disconnected to all comforts. Yes. And you were found and knew who you were in the Lord for the first time in your life. First time in my life. Yes. Come on. Yeah. Wow. That three month period of time where I'm just like, just being obedient to the Lord, just stepping into where he said to go. And honestly, most days were incredible. It was just him and I relationship and going deeper into identity, like true identity in Christ. Um, so it was a really amazing time. And I was uh, volunteer pastoring at a place and it was good, but I knew it like wasn't where the Lord was calling me, but I was stewarding different things and I was just doing it on a volunteer basis. And I, I had this moment, there was some games being played and like nothing bad, like, like fun games, activities, but I, I was just kind of had an honest moment with the Lord again. And I said, Lord, like I didn't quit my job to like do fun yeah. games. Like I'm quit my job to go, go all in. <laughs> mm. So I heard this, I heard his whisper and he said, like, pray You're about fun games. You meant the church community that you were in, God was calling you into something different. Yes. You were all in for what he was calling you into. Yeah. yeah amazing place. They were doing what they were called to do in the Lord, but I was like thirsting for something like a crazy adventure from the Lord. Like that's what he had prepared for me. And so, yeah, so we're, we're doing these games and I just was like, Lord, I, I really, I didn't quit my job for like to go half in. Like I'm, I want to do something radical, you know, like I'm just all in. And he said, pray about it. And so I waited a week and I prayed about it. And I heard this like, Bethel. That's all I heard. And I'm like, I think I've heard a few songs. Mm. I think maybe I've heard a sermon. I really was not familiar. So I look up their website and they've got a school and I'm like, this is like, this is like what I'm looking for, <laughs> you know, like to get equipped and just go all in. And so a friend of mine, I hadn't spoke to him in two years. He messaged me out of nowhere and he was like, I, I didn't tell anybody this about me hearing this. And he says, Hey, I just went to this place called Bethel and I feel like God put you on my heart so strong. Wow. I was, he's like, I was there all weekend and I kept thinking of you. And I, I feel like I was to let you know, like that that was going on and maybe to check it out. And so I'm like, okay, this is the Lord. And so I end up 
and Bethel's out in California and I end up booking a trip out there on my way to first year, which is like a school they have for anybody coming in. It's like 1200 students and you get to kind of do a preview day if you're thinking about going to the school. And I, on my way in, the Lord speaks to me, says two most important days of your life were the day you were born Brady and the day you met me. Hmm. So then I go into service at Bethel and it's a great message and I'm really resonating with what they're saying. And a, a guy comes up to me and he says, he gives me this really encouraging word. And he said, Hey, and I feel like the Lord's saying like the two most important days of your life were the day you were born <laughs> and the day you met me. And I'm like, all right, there's just like signs. Oh, so, anyways, that was, it was really confirming that I was supposed to go out there. And what was cool is my wife, we really didn't know each other. We met maybe a couple times at that point, but she, felt a call to go out there separately. And so we were both at Kensington and we were both the first two people to go out to Bethel from Kensington. And it's just so cool how the Lord like did that because we started dating and ended up getting married. So, so how long were you at Bethel? We were there for um, three years. So three years of training. Yep. Yep. And it was awesome. I mean, it was, you're diving into the word of God every day. You're having, you know, teachers come in, uh, you know, teaching you word of God, but then you're applying it. So they're like, Hey, we're going to talk about the great commission today. And then guess what? We're going out and we're like <laughs> going to do the great commission today. So really place. I remember being put on the spot. Like we had a, um, like a barbecue with like a, a barbecue gathering at a uh, neighborhood and like 70 people come together and there's gang members and there's all these people and there's like this stage set up and this guy is like hey okay we're gonna get started and he's like yeah hey brady you're gonna preach the gospel and i'm like, like what do you mean? like next week what are you talking <laughs> <laughs> he's like no in like right 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 now and i'm like well when how much time do i have to prepare and he's like oh were you going on in like one minute come on yeah okay, Holy Spirit, I need you. And so like, it was things like that where you really had to just depend on the Lord. And it was, it was reading the word of God and walking out the word of God. So it was a really incredible experience for just getting trained up in your identity. Um, and so the, Cody is yeah. coincident, coincidentally, Cody is there. Yes. You yeah. two didn't plan it and you had him in the back of your mind anyway, but you didn't say it to anybody. Yeah. I had like, remember I, going back three and a half hours ago during the interview when I was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's because of us. <laughs> yeah. I just it's like the Lord had spoke to me and said, you and Cody are going to start a movement in Michigan. And I'm like, okay. And it was like, I just held on to that. We didn't know each other. And then, Honestly, in like my first year at school, Liv and I were like praying together and we're like, gosh, this doesn't make any sense. But we feel like Cody and Jenna are going to come out here. And they ended up coming out there. And we again, we didn't say anything. We just became friends with them. And then it organically, we had a great friendship and it just came up that, hey, let's do this. Cody and Jenna brought it up to us like, hey, I think at some point, you know, we're called to do something together. So, wow, that was really cool. All right. So. You guys finish that up. 
you leave Bethel, come back to the Detroit area. And then, so you left there knowing you were going to launch something with Cody. Yeah, we really didn't know when. I mean, honestly, we were like, this might be 15 years out. Okay. Okay. So you, I'm guessing based on what I've heard you say so far, that you had a freedom still and a joy in following the fluidity of the Holy Spirit. So what he had for you next, you were like step by step, just waiting to see what was revealed. Yeah, it was cool. Liv and I, our third year, which was an internship year, we found out we had gotten married at the end of second year. We go into third year and we find out we're pregnant. And um, I'm like, Lord, I need... I need an income again. (laughs) Have you been without an income for these schooling years? I lived off of savings for like three years because it was like you were doing pretty much 40 plus hours. So this is where Oikonomics comes in. It's really a great booklet, easy read. You already are living into it, right? It's you took your financial capital and it had as a bucket, as a capital, a resource you had that stockpiled, if you will. It, it, mm-hmm. it was an abundant resource. And then you're using it for that spiritual capital, the spiritual development, so that you could stop working, maybe even stop using your intellect the way that you had been trained with your college degree. Mm-hmm. And then you could put some of those other capitals aside, and now you're borrowing from them to invest your time and your talents into the spiritual and it's intellectual too. Um, And it's of course that that financial capital even probably helped with relational as you are interacting with people who are kingdom minded. And so it's how to take the five capitals and measure how they are because usually one is greater than some of the others. And then the Lord is like, and it's the Lord. Laura and I have talked about this more and more as the podcast is growing in time, that it's the Holy Spirit who does the convicting. More Mm -hmm. often than not, it's not going to come from an outside source. It's going to come directly from Jesus to say, okay, now we're going to take from this and we're going to, you know, you start investing in another capital. And you're just exemplifying um, how people maybe can use economics, this little booklet that I showed you the other day, um, just such a quick read to help us flip the script on, on how we go about living on this, this life, uh, true identity in our purpose with joy and freedom, just pure contentment, no matter what. And even if, okay, so you had a, a wife and now a child on the way. So now it was time to get back into that financial capital yeah. and to start making some money again. Yeah. So he opened some doors in sales um, again. And so I was able to step into sales. We actually, we had a job offer in Oregon for pastoring and it was interesting because it's like, well, that's what you spoke, Lord. That's what you had said we're going to go into and to like leave everything. But it's interesting because you, you guys know this, but it's like, he'll speak something, but you got to stay present with him to navigate like, all right, what are you saying in this particular, you know, scenario? And so it was really clear. He said, don't take the job and go home. And so mm-hmm. we did take the pastoring job, which was a, it was a really great church. And it was, a, it would have been a tremendous position. Liv and I both had uh, an offer um, together to do it. 
but we decided to say no. It was clear the Lord was saying, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to invite you to say no. And so we came back to Michigan and I went back into sales um, and I was pastoring at a place called Gem One uh, during that. Where we met. Yep. And Liv was as well. I, my flesh, I wanted to just take the job because that's like what the Lord had spoke. So it was like, okay, this makes sense. Let's do it. Finally, we're going to be in what you had like told us, like we shifted all these things and you know, like that's, I, I was ready to get into it, but it was interesting. Like staying present with me is like, this isn't it like go back home. So, mm. which was a humongous blessing for us having our grandparents around and being able to raise mm-hmm. kids and then stepping into a great community at Gem one growing, you know, mm. just, he just knows what he's doing. So always. <laughs> so where does this leave you now in the journey? So I know we've come full circle you and Cody eventually decided to start Living Army, LA 37. You're how many years into it? About two years in. And how now looking back over that entire story, following the Lord, bringing you to this point, how are you like, is there still freedom and joy? And I know there's ups and downs and things like yeah. that, but how, how does it, how does it feel so far? It, it's pretty incredible. I mean, there's definitely like trials come. The Lord says that like, he's like, I guarantee you they're coming. Like I promise you trials, but it's like, take heart. He has overcome the world. And so for me, it's been pretty incredible just to grow in relationship with Jesus in depth with him. Um, because the deeper, you know, Jesus, the deeper you understand your identity. I would say the same thing with purpose. Like there's going to be seasons where you're like, for me, there were seasons where I was in the lane that the Lord was calling me, but there was also seasons where he was like, this is temporary, but you know yourself now, like Mm -hmm. you, I am in this place. And so, um, yeah, I, I think for me too, it's like we, we transform into the image of Christ through the Holy spirit. And it, it, it talks about you're, you're, we're molded into his image by the spirit of God, by being in relationship with him, we become more like him. And so, yeah, I have different things, different responsibilities, different, um, challenges, different trials, but it's, it's, it's that place of, I'm not, I don't have to fix it for myself. I get to be in relationship with the one who knows all things, who, is the answer to all things and who I can trust fully. And so, yeah, I'm not walking out perfectly, but I've grown. Uh, I think we're all on a journey of trusting him more fully. And so that's been a beautiful journey for me is knowing he is fully trustworthy Hmm. and like giving, you know, allowing him to be Lord in all places of our life and allowing like, his love to mold us and to just grow and knowing him. I think that's like, he is eternal life. And so, yeah, it's beautiful. been a great journey. It's beautiful. Any it's so other good. thoughts on your end? No, I just love your story. It's so good. I'm so glad you shared that with us. It's so similar. It's so similar to my story. Only when I knew that I, that I knew God was going to call me out of my sales job, but yeah. he took 10 years to do it. Yeah. And I was just patiently waiting. Like, like, how long? 
Yeah, it took a long time. But in the meantime, he brought these things mm -hmm. to me that were so life-giving and so filling. And he changed my circumstances so many times when I just thought I couldn't do it anymore. And I don't, he just showed up for me time and time again. And then finally, when he allowed, like when I heard that it was time to go, mm -hmm. um, and I knew I'd be scared when I finally got that go ahead, but man, it was so freeing to be like, yep, I'm out of here. And then I remember telling my boss and him telling me, I, he told me I sounded like a bumper sticker. He's like, <laughs> yes, sound like, cause I didn't know where I was going either. The Lord was calling me out and I was fine with that. I was like, I know, I know something's coming. I don't know what it's going to be, but um, he's got a plan and it's time to go. And my boss was like, yeah, you sound like a bumper sticker. So good luck. <laughs> He's like, you'll be back in six months asking for this job back. Yeah. <laughs> it is my year anniversary of leaving yeah. like next week. That's awesome. week so yeah, it's a really so cool story. So God is so good. That's awesome, Laura. So good. Is there any, uh, like a closing remark? And I would love for you to pray over the listeners, mm -hmm. um, just closing us out in prayer, just praying over them. Uh, in line with what your testimony is all about. Anything else on your heart that it's like, I just want to say this one more thing, knowing that there is someone out there. I mean, we know that's how God works. He brings listeners for a time such as this. So anything else that's on your heart that you might want to share? Yeah, um, I, I would just say that like everyone has their unique testimony. I used to hear people's testimony and I would feel disqualified because I had like shame in different places. And I'm like, you know what? That's amazing. He did that for that person, but he won't do that for me. And the thing I would share is that you're incredibly special to Jesus and his love is so abundant and so beyond what our comprehension of like, like in the world system, if someone's special if someone's special they're better than they're great at something that means i'm worse but in the lord's system like he calls us sons and daughters and he's like come like come i want to fully love you and you are special mm. and not only are you special but he's got like special things marked out for your life only you and him can do and so for me when i used to hear people's testimony i wouldn't sometimes i'll get really encouraged but a lot of times i'd be like that's amazing. That's for that person. And what I've just seen is Jesus went to the cross, died, resurrected, and he had each of our names in mind. And he like will not stop pursuing us until we know that. Amen. <laughs> and when we turn into his love and let him just be him, we just get so transformed, so marked. And there's nothing there's no shame. There's no thing that could happen that would ever keep us from, that would ever keep him from loving us. And yeah, if that would be my message to any listener is to just come as you are to him and like dare yourself to let him love you. Mm, brave your abundance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm, that's awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you for being on a learning curve with us. <laughs> <laughs> we possibly, you may have been the very right person. Uh, the yeah. listeners are going to be blessed. And we, I know I have been marked by this conversation. And uh, I just love that the Lord put you and Cody, if we do get a chance, I know we're working on the schedule, but mm -hmm. um, you guys are doing a really beautiful thing in our community. And you're doing it in a unique way. 
And I'm great. It's not unique to the Bible. <laughs> it's not unique. It's exactly in scripture. It's just not necessarily uh, the typical pattern of church that um, is in the, I don't know, in anything I've ever experienced. So I really have been blessed um, by what you and Cody are doing. And it's evident that you are spirit led. And so have been other churches that I've been part of. I mean, it's just been a blessing along my journey, but getting to know you and Cody, getting to know how very truly you are uh, and live are um, passionate for having a life uh, with Jesus is really blessed me and my family and my walk. So thank you so much. And thank you for giving us this time. I know. Thank you so much for giving us so much of your time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> for having me on guys I super appreciate it and uh you guys are really you guys are awesome at what you what you yeah. do pulling out well it's, it must be it you must be uh receiving the grace <laughs> of god <laughs> it is obviously covered in grace for you to say that so uh, but we do love it we do we're only a few months in in this new calling and and uh she's in a year after god called her out of her work mine was 2015 so what is that almost eight years yeah uh and um so here we are we're all on journey and we're just glad to have spent some time with you uh and we know that the listeners have been blessed so thanks for your time do you mind praying over this uh this moment yes over the listeners thanks yeah thank you jesus um and thank you that when we, we testify about who you are, um, you want to move in other people and, and love them, Lord, and mark them and mark their lives, Jesus. And we just thank you, uh, even right now, like just living from that place where we are loved by you, we're pursued by you. Um, you are fully alive, Jesus. You are moving in hearts. You are moving uh, on minds, Lord. And you are... Uh, just a perfect King Jesus. We just thank you for what you did on the cross, Jesus, that you marked us with your blood and we are righteous by your, by, by who you are, Lord. And so we thank you, Lord. We speak uh, presence over everyone who's listening to this, the Holy Spirit, that you would just move and you would just call people's attention to the greatness of who you created them to be. And uh, through relationship, we get to have the honor of walking this life out with you, Lord. In Jesus' name. How good was that? Oh my goodness. Like, I just feel so fortunate to be able to yeah. be, you know, witnessing these conversations and being a part of it. I am so glad that you had an opportunity to get to know him more. Yeah. Yeah. So good. When he mentioned something about being on, on a journey of trusting more fully, mm -hmm. like it really resonated with me just thinking about how as Christ followers, like once we're, once we are already submitted it's like we're continuing to submit because it's just always a journey of trusting more fully. Mm -hmm. Like, am I believing, mm -hmm. you know, the truth about God? Mm -hmm. I loved also when he talked about how once he decided what he was going to do, he didn't have a job. People were asking him at family yeah, gatherings, like, right. what are you up to? And he's like, I don't know, but God does. You do know, you remember he just that? had such yeah. a faith that it didn't matter. He said he was more found than he ever was, even though on the outside, it looked like to other people, it looked like he was the most lost, you know, but no. That is the script flipper. Right? Because part one, he was lost, mm -hmm. but in the outside, he looked found. I mean, he looks successful right. 
had checked all these boxes for a young man. And then part two, mm-hmm. he says, I am found. Yeah. And yet then to the outside world, he looked lost. Right. Like, could we not define it that the kingdom's version of success, the kingdom's version of abundance versus this world's and he he don't care. Right. And the trust that that takes is yeah. just beautiful. Do you remember when you left your job explaining to people? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I remember explaining it to my boss when I was <laughs> resigning. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it making no sense whatsoever. Yeah. They Everyone thought I was crazy. Yes. Um, Me too. I remember that. All like, those moments of entering into this world being feeling so free yeah. like free and I was scared I went through a deep deep yes. stretching but there was a part of me that was so free and on fire like mm-hmm. what is great what's potential well, like the potential yeah. and the world around me was like I I absolutely don't understand what you're doing it doesn't make sense you're not even using your degree yeah. you've lost all your income all <laughs> your teacher pension all of it gone. Yeah. The comfort of uh, security of um, uh, teacher benefits. I mean, because teachers do yeah. not get paid well. No, but so the benefits, the benefits are, good. are good, and uh, so the um, comforts of uh, what am I thinking of? Life and uh, not life insurance, but insurance, health yeah, insurance. Health insurance. Like those are all the reasons to stay in this job. Heck yeah. All these coverings. And he talked about, man, as soon as he he left those coverings that were actual false protection, whoop, he was on, he was free. Yeah. False protections. That's so good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really appreciated it. And I hope the listener, and I know the listeners, I just had picked up on these same nuggets too. I can't wait to continue to hear uh, how Brady's testimony um, positively impacted them. And it's not only just for people who are, this isn't about people who are leaving their jobs or feeling the nudge to leave their jobs. No, because God calls us out of yes. our comfort zones in so many different ways. Yeah. It's not just about leaving your career, your job, whatever. It's mm-hmm. trusting fully that whatever Jesus is calling you into, yeah, that, you know, you surrender and and that's what I loved about the closing, uh, how he wrapped this up, and mm. um, which is probably fresh on the listener's mind with uh, just the unique testimony. Yeah. And he said he used to feel when he heard other people's testimony, and this was probably when he felt lost and he hadn't had like that full flip yet. And uh, he's hearing all these other testimonies. And I love how he, I appreciate how he said he felt disqualified because of shame, because of behaviors, because of choices. Well, that testimonies for that person. Well, that's good for you, but that doesn't, I hear this a lot. Um, not because of my testimony mm-hmm. only, but because of anyone else reflecting on, well, that works for you, but that can't work for me. That won't work for me. Or I don't want that. I don't. And there's like that, you know, stretching. I don't know if I want to experience that yet. I remember... Golly, man, I was like new into, or maybe five years, I don't think it was quite 10 years into teaching. Yeah, it was about a few years into teaching. And I had uh, my first son, maybe my second son. And I was listening to the radio and a woman was giving her testimony. And she said a phrase like, I think she was a teacher. And she said, I was 
loving and putting more energy into my job into if she was a teacher would be into the classroom of kids and I wasn't with my one or my two or her own family Mm -hmm. and I heard that and I thought oh no 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 and I was new in my faith and I thought is this what it's like to have a relationship with Jesus or to have a relationship I didn't even know if I fully understood the role of Jesus at this time I think it was just like God and I'm like, I don't know, God, getting to know you, you're going to make me quit. And <laughs> and I feel like this a little like, and now I'd use the word, it felt condemning that, oh, wait, now I too have to quit my job because I was a, per, I didn't, I wasn't, my default was not a default of when I have kids, I'm going to not work. Mm-hmm. That just, that wasn't a pattern of my upbringing that wasn't a pattern of my desired thoughts of what I I once I figured out and I got myself out of the hole of being an at-risk student my mind was set on being an educator making a difference and being delighted like to have a great marriage and to have a family that was the pattern Mm -hmm. and every time I was with anyone who felt different I felt condemned that I was in that season, I was a working mom. Mm-hmm. And so it was always drops of condemnation. And I didn't know the difference between condemnation and conviction, but I still would call it, I felt shame. I felt bad. I felt fear. And not a healthy dose of guilt, because that's conviction. Mm-hmm. This was a flat out. Um, and so when I hurt, to interrupt myself, when I go back to the testimony, I almost like rejected the testimony and it was um, a source of contention for quite some time. Mm -hmm. Like, God, why would you put this desire in my heart, but then also a desire for family? I don't know if you've ever had that happen with testimonies or... Yeah, that's so interesting to even think about hearing someone else's testimony and, and thinking like, oh, well, that doesn't fit my mold so yeah either that's not right or i'm not right right um because yeah i can relate to what you're saying about being a working mom and i've worked since you know i took three months off with both my girls but then i went back to work and i definitely remember being rubbed the wrong way by um hearing some christians say like well it's so important to be you know at home with the kids i don't want somebody else raising my kids that was Mm. the one that always ruffled my feathers and i was like oh man hmm and again, that was because I wasn't walking my own identity, that yeah. I let that insecurity sink in. That's what it was. Because that was what was right for them. That wasn't what was right for me, mm-hmm. but I let my insecurity feel like shame. Yeah, so it is. It's condemnation. Yeah. How someone else's journey, mm-hmm. it's like a compare and despair. It's not compare and it's life-giving, and now I want to lean into that and go back to the Lord and say, what do you want to? what do you want me to know about that? It was immediate, yeah. So yours was condemnation as well. It was condemning. Yeah. It was putting shame. It felt shameful to you. Right. And that was just my insecurity because I wasn't right. walking in my identity. Like that's mm-hmm. not what I was called to do. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So this just gives us a little pause point to go back to what Brady was saying. People's testimonies are unique. Yes. Just as unique as the love affair with Jesus. Yes. Yeah. And I can now look back and I feel like, like you said, by the way, I had no idea 
what my God-given identity was. I mean, I was Tara. I was woman. Hear me roar. I'm going to take over the field of education. I'm going to save their lives. I'm going to treat them better than I was treated. My default mode was, we're going to go get it. We're going to go get it. You know, we're going to take it over. It was all in my own strength. And God knew that. He knew that. And so he wanted me to feel the love of his presence and which I did over time. Mm -hmm. And he's a patient God and he's always with us. And he, just like Brady's story and listeners, what you're going to hear in the other co-founder of Living Army uh, as their lead pastors together, uh, Cody's story that's coming up, you're going to continuously heal, hear and heal. (laughs) Just it's a byproduct of this podcast. You're going to hear how no matter what's going on around us, within us, his the presence of the Holy Spirit gets us. It lovingly gets our attention and it may not feel so loving to our soul. It really stops us in our tracks, but it's God who draws us closer. Mm-hmm. And says, daughter, let me, or son, let me tell you something. I want to, I want to lean in. I want to share something with you. And it's his testimony. It's the testimony of Jesus Christ that really does take hold. And then that is what flips the script. That encounter is what invites us into something new. So that I did get to a point, you got to a point where it's like, okay, now you want me to quit. It's loud and clear. Mm-hmm. That woman's testimony was just a seed of truth. It was a seed. It was a small concept that that hung out, as maybe with you as well, not to condemn, not to judge out of fear and shame, mm-hmm. but to say, I want you to consider something, but I'm a patient God and I'm gonna be I'm gonna walk alongside you in this. And boom, there was a day it it rooted and it uh, <laughs> shot me out of, out of my job, out of your job, out of Brady's job. Um, so even though we are talking about change of profession, uh, that isn't what we, we don't want it to be limited to that. Mm-hmm. But that was just a beautiful way he ended yeah. with how unique the testimonies are and how special each yeah. and every one of us are to, to Jesus. Absolutely. Just dude, just sit in that and trust that. That's good. So good. Mm-hmm. All right. So to close up, y'all, I love how Brady ended with dare yourself to let him love you. Dare yourself to let him love you. Yeah. That is braving your abundance. Oh, Let's so just sit in that. Good. But before we go. But before we go, it is time for the Wheel of we're changing it up a little bit. Um, <laughs> we got some feedback from a listener, and you know we welcome feedback. We won't mention his or her name, right? And um, but we're appreciative to hearing yeah, uh, constructive criticism. They thought maybe we should change up the way that we say <laughs> "wheel up here." I, I got it in there anyway. So we are taking feedback from uh, listeners who we love dearly. And uh, we're going to try to say the wheel of fear. Wheel of fear. Fear wheel. The wheel of fear. fear. We're going to try it. We're going to try different, uh, different. different angles. Yeah. We'll see. 
Uh, we're just joking, of course, but we uh, we got a little feedback because we are always asking. And so then we thought we'd have a giggle about it. <laughs> but for real, it's time okay. for the Wheel of Fear. So let's go. Oh, rock, paper, scissors. Get these uh, limiting beliefs, these lies, these fears, anything that might get in the way of us having an abundant life of Jesus. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. I hope you lose. All right. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Scissors. scissors. Rock, rock, paper, scissors, scissors shoot. Rock. Rock, rock paper, paper, scissors, shoot. Paper. Oh, you lost. <laughs> I did not. I thought you were going to lose this. Oh, that's right. Listeners, uh, we're going on vacation next week, and so we're doing things a little differently, and we've batched these recordings, and I told Laura I would take one for the team. Uh, and you're... I would purposely lose because I had one that I already worked on that I could talk about. <laughs> All right. Way to let them in behind the curtain. <laughs> you know what? We have a hard time um, with the curtain. So you're right. we just exposed. All right. Let's just get rid of it. Who needs it? Who needs a curtain? Let them in. <laughs> All right. All right. So what Oh, was... I have to spin the wheel. Yeah. But this part is fake too. <laughs> Because I already spun. <laughs> Listeners, I already... Oh, ooh, I'm not using this one. Okay. But I wanted the sound effect. No, I am not contacting oh, my perpetrator. That's what it But y'all, it landed on that. That might happen uh, in the future. But that okay. is not for today. Not today. The wheel of fear that I already spun uh, and landed on... Yes, sweet child of mine, go out and uh, randomly in in community, just give a word of knowledge, which means ask God, be intentional at the grocery store or at the hockey game, you know, Detroit Red Wing hockey game that my family went to last night or, you know, wherevs, mm -hmm. picking up my car from the dealership. Stop and actually ask God, do you have, what loving thought are you thinking over this person in front of me? Mm. I don't do that very well. Yeah, that makes So talk about stretching. And um, this language that I have is living army language. This is Acts, in the book of Acts language. This is, um, God, what good thing are you thinking over this person and uh, I want to have the mind of Christ. I want to then also hear it, and I want to speak life over somebody. Now, I'm, I'm not talking about compliments, because I'm good at that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, you and yeah. I can go yeah, out, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we could say, oh my goodness, I really love blank, or that was great. Thank you for that. That was wonderful service. I'm good at that. Mm -hmm. But stopping, getting out of my day, my whatever I'm doing, and actually saying, God... Like being intentional and connecting vertically so that I can love someone and maybe even it would be extra dose of boldness to say, I just want you to know that God wants you to know this. Mm -hmm. I don't do that very well and I want to do better at that. I'm like, why not? What a better okay. way of sharing awesome. the good news. So that's the slice. Okay. I will report out next week <laughs> next day um and i will let y'all know how it went 
Awesome. Thanks, Tara. Thanks for taking one for the team. I know things are a little screwy because of spring break this week, yeah. but... But vacation's important. Yeah. We're taking a little sabbatical. And we sabbatical. still wanted to be able to put something out there while we were gone, so we're just, we're experimenting we're batching with batching. Yes. <laughs> Two in a week, and it's a lot. But uh, grateful, grateful yes. to be on oh, vacay, yes. take a break, Absolutely. and uh, listeners, we love you. Thank you Thank so you. much. For loving us well through this new journey of being invited into podcast land. Yeah. Brand new territory. Okay. All right. Have a great week. Bye. Bye. We are so glad you listened to this episode of the Abundantly Me podcast, where we flip the script on fear and exchange it for perfect love and truth. Want to stay in touch? Please consider subscribing. And if you would like to continue the conversation from an episode, Go to AbundantlyMe.org to access our podcast group. And remember, when it comes down to it, the greatest way not to allow fear to be a liar, a limiter, or a liability is to first be loved by God. Then we can show up in life motivated by truth and love that sets us free. And we would love a virtual hug by sharing, liking, and leaving a review, which also allows others to learn about this free service. 